This is Shi'ar Jeshub, featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo, author of The Nature and Power of Prayer. Last time, Pastor was reading about the day of Pentecost, so let's rejoin him as he concludes this sermon in the Heavenly Authority series. And what was true for the day of Pentecost, how much more so should it be true as we approach the very last days right before the return of Jesus Christ? And look what it says here. They shall prophesy, all flesh, Jew and Gentile, every nation, tribe, and tongue, men and women, men servants, maid servants. Your young men shall see visions. Another gift of the Holy Spirit. Though it's not listed in 1 Corinthians, it is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Prophecy, visions, your old men dream. They dream dreams. God will give them dreams. Gifts of the Holy Spirit. And they shall prophesy. Let me ask you a question at this point. Just reading what we've read, this kingdom of God that believe is what to preach to the whole world, an experience in this world, does it sound boring? Does it sound weak? Does it sound unconnected to God? Does it sound like the way of the rest of the world? Does it sound like things are supposed to go for us the way they go for the rest of the world? Or are we to experience a power, a supernatural authority, as we read in Luke 10, 19, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Believers in Jesus Christ are called to have a supernatural authority in him. And those who are called with certain offices and gifts and workings, God does not give the office without giving the gift. God does not call you to a working without giving you the power. He enables his people, and how the church has forgotten this. We are not of the world. We are called to be New Testament believers, to be a vessel of God, to overlay the principles of the kingdom of heaven onto and superseding the principles of the kingdom of earth. And all too often we walk under the principles like all the other men and women of the principles of the kingdom of earth. But we are to overlay the principles of the kingdom of heaven. We are in the world, we're not taken out of the world, but we're not of the world. Too often the church becomes a place, just another place, like a gathering place for the world. The power of God, the gifts and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the signs and the wonders are so important to the gospel going forth. And especially especially for all time periods, but especially as we approach the last day. And it's amazing that so many parts of today's church, Christian churches, many who believe in the scriptures have forgotten this. Remember last time we discussed Peter and John before the Sanhedrin, how they said uh, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen more to you than to God, you judge. And then they were still commanded not to speak in the name of Jesus. And they go back and they meet their companions and they pray. And as they're praying, they pray, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness 
they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to what? What is Peter and all the apostles and all the disciples? What do they pray for? When they know they need to preach under adversity and they don't say, just do this for 30 years, Lord, and then stop. By stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. There is boldness in being filled with the Holy Spirit. There is boldness with the gifts of the Holy Spirit and it's assigned to others and it's necessary for the believer to be able to walk as Jesus walked. It's necessary, necessary, necessary for all times for all believers, but especially as we see the signs around us as we approach the last days. Speaking of the last days, separate from the series, in the short time we have left, I want to change the subject for a few minutes. If you look at Ezekiel again, that chapter 33, uh, we read verse 7, go back to verse 6, but if the watchman sees the sword coming, and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require of the watchman's hand. So you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore you shall hear a word from my mouth and warn them for me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked man to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. Therefore you, O son of man, say to the house of Israel, Thus you say, if our transgressions and our sins lie upon us, and we pine away in them, how can we then live? Say to them, as I live, says the Lord, and he lives, he is that he is. I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways, for why should you die, O house of Israel? And you get there the heart of God. I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but he has pleasure, he has pleasure when the wicked turn and live. That's what God desires. That's his heart's desire. And so he says, turn, turn from your evil ways, for why should you die? Why should you die, O house of Israel? Why should you die, O America? Why should you die? And the watchmen are called to tell the truth. If they don't tell the truth, they're in trouble. If they tell the truth and the person continues to sin, well, you've done your duty. But if you don't tell them, you don't give them the opportunity to turn, and then their blood, a watchman, is accounted to you. And the attitude of the world today is, don't you dare say that this could be, God could allow this, that God might pull back his shield on people because of sin. Everyone's afraid to say it. But every minister should be speaking to their congregation and those they know, and telling them, and warning them, you cannot live like the rest of the world. You cannot. 
And when you tell them that, don't be surprised if many go. But that's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is not to keep people in their seats. Your responsibility is to warn, to warn, warn, turn, turn, turn. John the Baptist said, repent. Jesus went out, we're told in Mark, saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, turn away. One of the most dramatic scriptures, the last one we'll look at today, is in Jeremiah chapter 7, with the Babylonian kingdom perched to come against Judah. The false prophets are saying, oh, nothing can happen, nothing can happen. You know, we're the chosen people of God. God blesses America. We are the center of the world. Well, they had that attitude back in Judah. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, verse 2, Stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there this word and say, he's speaking to the, the religious people, right? He's in the house of God. Hear the word of the Lord, all you of Judah who enter in at these gates to worship the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Amend, amend your ways, turn, repent, amend. He admonishes them, amend your ways and your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. It's still not too late. Do not trust in these lying words saying, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. Don't just assume because you have the temple and everything looks good and it's okay, that that's going to keep back what's about to come on you. Verse 5, for if you thoroughly amend your ways, totally amend, thoroughly repent, thoroughly amend your ways and your doings, if you thoroughly execute judgment between a man and his neighbor, if you do not oppress the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place. How many churches are afraid even to speak against abortion that they may lose some of their congregation? or walk after other gods to your hurt. Well, what's the danger of a little this, a little that? We tolerate everything. Then I will cause you to dwell in this place. If you totally amend, thoroughly execute judgment, I will cause you to dwell in this place, in the land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever. Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. Will you steal? Murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense to Baal, and walk after other gods whom you do not know, and then come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, we are delivered to do all these abominations. Delivered. Saved. We are saved to do all these abominations. How many believers, because they're adopting the way of the world, they're living in the ways of the world, though they come to churches and they praise God, they still are acting like the way of the world, and their answer is, well, I'm saved. Jesus saved me. And God is saying, how can you come into my house and say I have been delivered to do these abominations? I'm saved to do anything I want to do. It's a contradiction. It's not a turning. It looks like a turning, but it's not a total turning. It's not a total amending. It's not thoroughly amending your ways. 
Never should there be an attitude that we serve a merciful, loving God, but we can do anything we want to do. Because we do serve a merciful and loving God, but he's also a holy God. And woe to us if we count his mercy and his love, and he loves us. I don't have any delight in the death of the wicked, God says. I have delight when they turn, but you must turn. Woe to us if we count his mercy and love as a license to our wickedness. Signs. Signs of the end of the age. There are signs all around us. If you hear this message and you believe in Jesus Christ and you've been holding off doing that which is right and proper, of thoroughly amending, of totally turning, of totally repenting, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? The signs are all around. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the time of God's mercy and grace. Do not think you can stand in the temple and say, the temple of God, the temple of God. I have been delivered. I have been saved to do all these abominations. You cannot. Heavenly Father, Lord, help your ministers to have courage to speak. Anoint them with the gifts of your Holy Spirit that they might have signs and wonders that you may show forth that the gospel that they preach is true by the power of your spirit to the glory of the name of Jesus. In his name we pray, amen and amen. Visit our church website at www.shiarjeshub.org for hundreds of radio programs and information on our church and Pastor Greg Scalzo.